If people thought Ryan Johnson subverted expectations about Star Wars The Last Jedi, then Patty Jenkins said, hold my beer, bitch, when making Wonder Woman 84. I mean, what the fuck were they expecting? Well, that's why Kristen Wiig's character is so interesting in this movie, because she's jealous of Wonder Woman's <laughs> shoes. So then she lassos a cloud. Oh, stop. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you do with the Wonder Woman character. All I know is they did nothing with her character. Such strong female characters. Oh, we'll let Patty Jenkins write a script. <laughs> Come up with a story. Like, seriously. Time out. Hold up. Hell to the now, fam. I got your back, sis. I won't tolerate any Patty Jenkins slander. Wonder Woman 84 wasn't a perfect movie, but Wonder Woman 84 was a beautiful movie. And I will fight and die on this motherfucking hill. The truth is beautiful. This is episode one of Real Girls of Fandom Podcast, the Real Girls of Fandom Podcast. And I am Brel. That's me. That's my name. I'm hosting. I'm speaking. That's what you hear. And I'm a geek fandom extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm 38. I have four kids. I do this on my free time. I'm a black, non-binary, trans film. Keep up with me now. And my pronouns, yes, a pronouns. Are she and they? I'm a writer and a pro a procaster, podcaster. What's a procaster? <laughs> Sound like a fishing term. <laughs> I am a podcaster. Wonder Woman is who I aspire to be. Beautiful and strong. She wants to save the world and believes in humanity. I love her for this. I love female superheroes, and I really enjoyed the first Wonder Woman film. I wanted to watch Wonder Woman 84 to see what it was about. Director Patty Jenkins said it would contain a message badly needed in these times. And I think needing the message is what drew me to this movie more than anything else. People hating Wonder Woman 84 don't understand its theme and tone. They don't understand how it links to the first movie. They only wanted to see Diana kick more ass on a battlefield for two hours. So I'm going to touch on three topics here. Why Steve Trevor comes back, why Diana can't move past Steve, and why love is Diana's greatest power. I love the red letter media reviews. Those guys make film reviews fun and tasteful. And I appreciate that. They just don't whine and complain because the movie doesn't have what they want. This movie sucks because it doesn't have what I want. Hollywood only caters to SJWs. I hate SJWs. This movie sucks. Get woke, go broke. Go, 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 go. However, in their review of Wonder Woman 84, Red Letter Media says what most Wonder Woman 84 haters say, and for that reason, I will use clips from their review throughout my review to help drive home specific points. I know I'm, make, I'm making specific points about a silly comic book movie. So I'm sure they won't mind. Now, shall we begin? One. People really had problems with Steve Trevor coming back. 
the entire movie hinges on her longing for a man, her dead boyfriend that she knew for a month. It's 80 years later or whatever, and she's still obsessed with this man. Wonder Woman can't survive uh, without a man in her life. And, and I was like, oh, you know, I roll, like, okay, they're gonna do a love story thing, what's the problem? And I watched it, and, you watch it, and yeah. they were kind of right. Because he said, don't, why don't you date another guy? There's plenty of guys out there, not you. Yeah. You know, is it, how do you, how do you perceive it as, as a longing, you know, love that spans across oceans of time or that she's just like, eh, like a blank slate, like pathetic, nobody. That's how she comes across. I time out. Hold up. If folks had actually watched the first movie, like really dead ass paid attention to what the characters are saying and not just only the scenes where Diana is fighting Germans. They would have understood why it was hard for Diana to let Steve go. Steve helped Diana understand the crazy new world she got exposed to and to see why humanity was worth saving and why she was destined to become his savior. And now I know that only love can truly save the world. So I stay, I fight and I give. for the world they know can be. Diana saw the same fierce determination in Steve, as in Queen Hippolyta, Antioch, and her Amazonian sisters. When Steve tells Diana in the first film, I guess I gotta try. My father told me once, if you see something wrong happening in the world, you can either do nothing or you can do something. And I already tried nothing. That is the type of determination this man has. What woman wouldn't be turned on by this? The most famous line maybe in these movies is when Steve tells Diana, I can say today, you can save the world. What, what woman won't get, wouldn't get like wits between the legs when her man, her dude, her love interest tells her that? I mean, I'd go fight whatever. <laughs> I'd fight who, whoever, whatever. When a man tells me something like that, like, ugh, like this just does something, it gives you shivers. In both films, Steve reminds Diana that there are bigger things than the love that they share and that saving the world is the biggest of all. How did Chris Pine die in the first one? His plane He, he sacrifices himself. He flies his plane up into the sky to stop. Hmm something, I don't remember, whatever the threat is. Okay, so he's dead dead, he's blown up. Dead. Yeah, and right. that's, you know, that has some emotional weight to it. They've grown to love each other and he sacrifices himself. So bringing him back for this movie, just so they have to separate again at the end, it's just like repeating the same thing. Let it go in the play, unnecessary ignorance regarding this girl, 25-year penalty. Wrong Flex fam. Steve is Diana's guiding conscious and moral compass. He keeps her focused and grounded in reality. Without him, Diana loses a part of herself every day. Diana once says, my life hasn't been what you probably think it has. We all have our struggles, girl, don't you know? Like, girl, that's this real talk. This is real girl talk. This girl's being real. Like, a lot of dudes walk around talking about, oh, I want a real woman that says real things and does real things. Well, this is, I mean, what's up? <laughs> there she is. Everyone's life isn't perfect. They, you think one person's life, and that's, I'll be talking about this on the next episode, but that's Barbara's problem. Barbara Minerva, 
that's her problem she's jealous of wonder woman and she's looking at her and she kind of says this to, as a matter of fact she says this to barbara when they're sitting and, and eating or drinking whatever they're doing uh, during that scene and that's what she tells her like my life you think i'm perfect just because i look sexy and cute and look like i can get any deal that while past that's not true you know, we all have our struggles. Everyone has struggles. Diana eventually becomes desperate enough to use the dream stone to wish Steve back. But Steve reminds Diana that he has been with her all along. Her love for him has translated into her love for humanity and her willingness to do what is right. Two. Yeah, like, like there's literally nothing there. Yes. To work with. Yeah. And until you bring in Chris Pine. This motherfucker get on my goddamn nerves. The nigga get on my nerves too, man. Part of the nigga charm, man. Uh, let me uh, help you out that back a little, homie. There is a lot going on in this movie. Probably why folks had a hard time figuring out what was happening. I'm gonna be 100. I don't think the ghost of Steve had to possess another dude's body. Use this guy's meat to fuck Diana. Or fly a futuristic plane he's never seen before halfway across the world to stop bro Pat Robertson from stealing oil from the Egyptians. What about the stuff between Barbara Minerva and Diana? The stuff between Maxwell Lord and his son? The lesson Diana learns following the race at the beginning of the film? Nah, y'all just wasn't paying attention because Diana wasn't beating up enough Germans or mall crooks. Three. Like I said earlier, love is Diana's greatest strength because it fuels her motivations behind being humanity's savior while acknowledging that the every soul of man can be saved. He used to want to save the world, to end war and bring peace to mankind. But then I glimpsed the darkness that lives within their light and learned that inside every one of them, there will always be both. A choice each must make for themselves. Something no hero will ever defeat. She fights for the righteous and unrighteous in this film. She begs both Barbara and Max Lord to see the light and return from the darkness. I love a movie with a strong female character. This movie does not have one. No. Wonder Woman is, is a flat line in this. Mm -hmm. She goes around stopping petty crimes. Somehow. I don't know how she's always there. Because she's a superhero. I don't know what the but hell you do with the Wonder Woman <laughs> character. All I know is they did nothing with her character. Bruh, shut your bitch ass! Oh, goofy ass sounding ass. Oh, they don't even pay attention to what the movie is about. Wonder Woman is not flat. And she has other ways of showing her strength besides beating up Germans. Love is strength. Love is power. Wonder Woman once said, bonds of love never make the wear weaker. They give him greater strength. That's who she is. Love for all things gives Diana the courage to keep fighting. Ugh. These people are impossible. Yeah, so this ends part one of the Wonder Woman 84 review. Aww. But don't worry, I'll be back again soon for part two. In the meantime, why don't y'all do me a solid and hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening to this podcast. That way you won't miss the next episode. Catch y'all on the flip side, fam.